Lousy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fly Sweet Podcast, partnered with RaiderRamble.com. Head on over to RaiderRamble.com for all your Raider needs. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what went wrong against Kansas City, give a little preview of uh, next week against Minnesota, talk a little bit about Minka Fitzpatrick, and of course, check in on the rest of the division. Jose, uh, I'd say how we doing, but I think we know. Uh, yeah, we definitely know how we're doing today, don't we, Matt? Yeah, a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, more lighthearted than last week, I'd say. Yeah, just a little bit. Nothing significant, you know. No. You know, maybe, maybe just maybe just a fourth more, since obviously, just you know, that's all the Raiders know how to play in this game. <laughs> just a fourth of a, just a fourth of a game. That's all they know. Hey, they they won one quarter. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know how many how many quarters are there in a in a football game again, Matt? I believe there are four quarters. There are four. Okay, it's, 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 it's very interesting that you say that because the Raiders were out there when I was there in the Collie. They only played the first goddamn quarter and then went to sleep. They went to sleep. Yep. They took some, I don't know, some melatonin pills or something, and they just went night-night. <laughs> or they played a UFC match and just said, you know what, I'm just going to take it off. And then Mahomes is like, <laughs> all right, you're going to go to sleep. Let me just toss some dimes into your end zone and break some more records. It's not like I need any more. I mean – what the hell was that? It was the last game in the Coliseum, and the Chiefs just went over there, bent you over, and did what they want. They did what they want. They straddled yep, you from the pigtails. They, it's just, <laughs> it was. All right, just, we don't need to get that graphic now. It, no, just calm down. <laughs> not, it's not getting that bad. But no, it was just, oh, it was just a beatdown. Let's just call it for what it is. The first yeah. quarter, it looked like, oh my god, this is going to be like the exact head-to-head yeah, no. -head matchup that we thought. Even if they lost, if, as long as they, like, you know, they swung back, it was good. It was gravy. But it looked like, like oh, damn, like 10 nothing after the first quarter? Wow, yeah. defense makes some stops. It's like, And then it was looking good. It was like, okay, this is probably going to come down the wire, like maybe 28-35. But no, the, what, what was the final score, Matt? It was 10 nothing first quarter, then after that, 28, and then yep. nothing. Uh, a 28 skunk, if you will. I mean, yeah, defensively, it was it was infuriating. I mean... The thing that I can't get over is three out of the four touchdowns were basically 40 yarders because there was yeah. two of them were four, two of them were 40 yarders and then 139. And then the other one was a 27 yard touchdown. I'm like, how, how like th this is the, supposed to be the game plan is just keep them in front of you. Like, I, I don't understand what this, what's going on. I mean, and I got to put a little bit of it on Paul Gunther. You know, I think the touchdown for oh, me, for sure. that was the back backbreaker was, uh, can't remember if it was the second to last one. I think it was the last one before halftime where you got a three by one in coverage and then you roll one safety to the other, to the one on one side. And then right. the other one's sitting in the middle of the field and you have a two high coverage look and what I don't even remember the guy's name because he's pretty much irrelevant against everyone else just runs down the Curtis field. Riley. Yeah, no, oh, no, not, no, uh, no Robinson, the receiver. Robinson, Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robinson just, just runs straight down the field there. wide open like. It, you just you just can't have that. I don't know if it was a coverage break or something that Gunther was trying to do because it looked like they were trying to favor Travis Kelsey. And I mean, Travis Kelsey, I, like we were talking about on last week's episode on Tuesday, was you know you got to mix up the looks on Travis Kelsey. Well, they did, just none of them worked. Yeah, they didn't. And like I saw, like 
I was telling you, like, oh, Jonathan Abrams, but he was out of the question because of this yeah, very unfortunate injury, man. It just and they missed him. Just, they definitely missed him. I'm not going to yeah. say if they had him, they'd still would have, they would have won because no, they no, still would have no. lost 100%. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, like that perfect scenario you just gave, the three-by-one, the moment Mahomes, such an intelligent quarterback, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, the moment he sees that single high safety, oh, I'm going deep all day, baby. Yeah. I'm going deep. I know these corners can't go with them. I'm going to put that ball right there. And he did every single time, man. And I had the yeah. perfect view from my seats <laughs> in section 126. I'm seeing him go. He's just putting it in the bread basket. Yeah. Or he's putting it perfectly extended out for the receivers just to put their arms out, boom, into their hands. And they don't drop it. He just has the nope. knowledge. And when every time it was a touchdown, he wasn't staring him down. He would look the other way, times it. He has the perfect internal clock. This guy yeah. is just smart, and that's what I'm saying. He's the best quarterback in the league right now, just like he was last year. He just has the clock that goes in his head immediately. Then he's looking off the safety, looking right, 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 then left. Boom. There he is. Dimer. Easy. It's easy, does it? Conley got poo-pooed on. What is it? <laughs> Keyshawn Nixon even got poo-pooed on as well? Yeah. Everyone. Everyone has a turd sandwich tonight, man. Yeah. Go back to your locker. Take a bite of it. Get humbled because this team is not that good, all right? Let's, we we all gone from that hype, and this game is a great um, is a great litmus test. You know, this is yeah. a great measuring stick of where the Raiders are at. We were gonna figure that out. I mean, I wasn't too hyped. I mean, of course I was hyped because I just came from the game from the last part we recorded. <laughs> but I wasn't trying to get too hyped over the win because I thought the Broncos really downplayed how good they could have been, and they still are, I guess, under new head coach. But new me- measuring stick. You're going up against the best football team, if not the second best yeah. football team in the league. And that's how you show out. Boy, you have a far ways to go, my friend, you know? Yeah, I I mean, you're right. I mean, and the one saving grace I think it is for the Raiders is that, you know, it was the Chiefs. It's not like they're getting slapped around by, you know, right. the Cardinals or something like that. But obviously, and, and I, I'll be the first one to admit, I didn't think the playoffs were out of the question from the get-go. But if you're going to be a playoff contender, these are the kind of games, like you said, those litmus tests that you want to at least be competitive in so that you can have hope. There's not no reason to say the wheels are completely falling off the wagon. It is week two. No, yeah, but, they're not exactly yeah. as week two. You're right. But the one guy I did kind of want to call out is Derek Carr. You know, I talked about in my article on Just Blog, baby. You know, I felt like this game for in, against Kansas City was going to be his chance to kind of break the mold, break that narrative about how he has struggled against Kansas City. I mean, yep. And he flat out fell on his face. Like <laughs> I put it in the article. I mean, this Kansas city's defense outside of the pass rush really isn't that good. Sure. You have Tyron Matthew. I um, personally think he's, you know, a playmaker, but we'll definitely give up a bunch of plays. Kendall yeah. Fuller, who's had his fair shares of success, but struggled against the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew, a freaking sixth round pick goes out and tears <laughs> him apart. And then Derek Carr, it's just more of the same, more of the same that we've seen against Kansas city. And I'm sorry, but those two interceptions were huge, especially the first one. The first one, yeah. if the touchdown before first, the end of the first half was a backbreaker, the pick, uh, the pick Derek threw in the third quarter was the nail in the coffin. Like, I mean, yeah. you go score there. It's a two-possession game. You know, your defense, defense, I will say this, they actually stopped the run pretty well. Um, but who knows what would have happened, but you could have had a chance to make, it a, to make it a game. And it's like, Derek... Every step that we took on Monday night towards 2016 Derek Carr, you took one back uh, against the Chiefs. 
going back to the regression car in the beginning of the car that or the car in the, we saw in the beginning of last season where mm-hmm. he's just chucking it up and throwing picks like I know there's miscommunication on probably it looks like both of them but it's like dude you can't keep having this happening you gotta you can't just throw the ball to throw it and that's been one of my biggest frustrations with them and then this year if you know, this is supposed to be the year that we write the ship and, you know, turn the keys over Derek. And, you know, I, I was just really disappointed in everything. You know, like I said, a lot of hype around him, I thought, for this game. Had a big opportunity and just kind of let it slip through his hands. And you know what? Just when you brought up, oh, Casey's defense is not that great. And I actually saw our boy James over at Black Hole Banner talk about, you know, the Chiefs defense is not good. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are basing that off of last season. It's a new year. I mean, how come we can always talk about all? Oh, this team, our, our Raiders are going to be so much better. Look at this and that. They're going to be better. But the other 31 teams are getting better too, guys. Yeah, no. All right? The other 31 two teams, this is re- they got Steve Spagnuolo over there. <laughs> he's not an idiot. He's not elite either. But he's significantly better than whoever the, whoever the defensive coordinator they had last season was, that debacle of a defense. They added a lot of better key players. You know, I think Frank Clark is significantly better than D Ford, that freaking mirror of a glass mat- made man. <laughs> Tyron Matthew back there does wonders because Eric Berry I thought has been overrated for the last three years and they got Bashad Breeland you know Bashad Breeland I think is very yeah, also an, under, an overlooked corner he's not he's not a greatest corner but he is a good one about there and he yeah he he plays coverage very well and he, he did that well by shutting down Tyrell Williams and just easily down I mean not shutting him down but yes. on that one touchdown he got the pick over Tyrell Williams was huge so, I mean, are we even sure the Chiefs' defense is not, like, you know, good? You know, I'm not saying they're elite, which is still <laughs> too early. But, I mean, let's just wait and see. For all I know is, they're a good defense right now. I mean, I know you brought the point. Gardner Mishu came over there and carved them up. But, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're a starting caliber NFL player, you have some dude coming out of, like, the cornfield. <laughs> you know, he's going to start out there, and you're just going to be like, oh, I'm not taking this guy seriously. I, I, I Come on. It, it happens. Complacency happens in this league. And... In that case, the Chiefs didn't. You know, Andrew Reid is like, this is divisional game number one, and these are the Raiders, all right? They always <laughs> play us well somehow for a spurt, but don't let that get into you. And yeah. look, they played well for the first quarter, and then they went, abracadabra, I'm gone. Yeah, So, I exactly. mean, it's just that, that Chiefs, they didn't have to run the ball as much. I, I'm actually curious to want to see how many run players actually design, but I, I don't think they even tried to run it too much. I think they just did it just to make it somewhat balanced. And <laughs> then they didn't, they, the thing is, this is the least trickery – I've seen from the Chiefs' offense against the Raiders. All they just said is, but Mahomes is going to beat you off talent. And just straight up, the corners couldn't do anything. It's not like the wide receivers of the Chiefs are elite, but they're good enough to do what Andy Reid wants. I mean, he does pick them out, so that says something about them. But it was just disappointing to me to see how the corners played. And uh, it was just just the game plan, too, man. Just Paul Gunther. I think that's that's the – you can't put – you can't – call out one aspect of anyone pretty much the whole team played no, like yeah you. all right it was just atrocious and they played ugly you know if you want to have a positive outlook on it good for you keep that but this is the reality of the situation this team is still not that good and i know we we have our favorite player in the whole wide world ab left us but <laughs> this is the reality it's just tyro williams and there's not much after that yeah and one one thing that i'll I want to swing it to you on is how come Josh Jacobs is not getting enough looks in the passing game, even against the Broncos. That wasn't even, that was barely like a nice little tickle. This game, it was, it was non-existent. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you bring that up, you know, cause 
you know, one of the one of the positive things I did take away from this game, you know, keeping the balance like we were last week was was Josh Jacobs. You know, he obviously had a big day rushing the ball, but you know, that's something that I think you're right. Like they need to include. I think John Gruden needs to start going to the game plan. And I mean, if you look at it too, I think even Jalen Richard's not really getting a whole lot of targets out of the backfield either. I don't have the number mm-hmm. off the top of my head or anything like that. But I think you're right. I think that's one thing on the offense that's kind of being underutilized right now is using the backs in the passing game. And I think that's something that they can definitely take advantage of against Minnesota. I mean, you, I remember the game that sticks out into my mind last year in Minnesota's their Thursday nighter against the Rams when Anthony Barr was out there struggling to cover the Rams uh, – Rams backs out in coverage. I think he gave up like three touchdowns and between running backs and tight ends. So, I mean, it, it's it's a definitely a piece of their offense that they're missing right now. I mean, I think it's just funny because we how long it's not just us and fan. I mean, everyone fans and other media people alike, national beat writers, and even just other podcasters like us. We've all talked about how Josh Jacobs is supposed to be an integral part yeah. in the passing game. And so far through two games, I know once again, yeah. not trying to overact, just two games. Let's let's start actually critiquing heavily once the first quarter of the season's done. But so far through two games, it's like, why is he being a little excluded from me? I don't understand. I mean, he could I mean I understand I understand in this case, these players don't have unlimited stamina. You know, this yeah. isn't Madden. I get that. So mm-hmm. fresh legs, of course, but there is you still gotta do a way to maintain that. Maybe Gruden just wants some more for run game and just threat. I'm not seeing a lot of confusion on their side in terms of the defense looking at their offense being confused. Like their looks on their formations aren't being like confused. And that's the thing about offenses. Like defense is how they talk about, oh, defense, you want to mask your defense, hide the blitz, hide the coverage. Well, offenses can do that too with pre-stat motions, you know, heavy formations just roll out, you know, you know, that's why they call it the shifts and everything, you know, bringing in a baseball term. But that's that's what you gotta do, and I haven't seen that so far. I mean, why doesn't Gruden go into his bag of tricks? Considering that, like I said, it was if you were gonna go into it, now would have been the time. You're losing by a lot to yeah. the Chiefs, a divisional rival. I mean, now is the time to be like, let's 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 get these guys, let's dent their armor, let's peel back the armor, and let's show them what's up. And it just doesn't feel like that. So I hope I hope he didn't. I mean, not at this point. I feel like he did. I hope he did hold it out. Starting to give a little bit of like a top downing feel. Like, is their offense going to start getting exposed in the next few weeks or something? I mean, we're going to see a lot because by the the next three weeks, the the Raiders have. We're talking about the Chiefs' defense being bad. Their next three opponents are the best defenses in the league. You know, no, no, no team is facing a better three three week span of defenses. You got the Minnesota Vikings on the road, <laughs> East Coast time. The Raiders are probably going to lose that because, well, I'll preview that in a little bit because that's the East Coast. West Coast never does. Well, it's technically not <laughs> East Coast, so they might have a better of a chance. Excuse me on that. Scratch that. But yeah, you're. Gonna, I, know, I know the Vikings lost today. Yeah. But the Packers offense, the Raiders offense, is not the Packers offense, and you're going on the road. The Vikings are going to be pissed if they lost that game because they hate losing the, the Packers, and they've been owning the Packers the last few years. And then you're going to have to go to face the Colts, whose defense is not is not teetered down. No, they're good. They're going to look yeah. elite. And then, of course, we're going to go see Return of the Mac in London and his <laughs> crew and his motley crew. So it's just looking like, where are they getting the win here? I mean, where the hell is the win coming from? Let me go play Madden. Let me see. Make them do the predictions for a second. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you know, we're talking about it with next week against um, against Minnesota. You know, I think, 
you know, what you're talking about is going to be really related. I think using those guys like Jalen Richard and like Jacobs in the passing game is going to help them out tremendously against Minnesota's defense. You know, I know mm-hmm. with Minnesota, they've got some pretty damn good linebackers with Kendricks and Barr. And I think the Raiders' biggest advantage next week is going to be, you know, trying to out-athlete them and trying to spread them out, at least offensively. What do you think, Jose? That's honestly probably what they're going to have to do. I mean, it's, you know, that actually the fact that you brought that up as we're going to try to lead into our preview for the Minnesota Vikings. But, yeah, yeah, Vikings, man, that's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, thinking about them, even offensively, they've got a, they're going to be a tough matchup. You know, Dalvin Cook has torn it up these last two weeks. I want to say he has like 300 rushing yards. I mean, today he didn't get a whole lot of carries, but ended up with like a buck 50. I mean, I think that's going to be that's going to be huge. I mean, the one saving grace for the Raiders next week is well, this week they at least stopped the run, and I think that's what Minnesota's going to want to do. The only other problem is when you stop the run. Okay, now you better stop feeling and digs. Yeah, and uh, that's not going to happen because if these, if the corners, if the secondary could even stop this, these nobodies on the Chiefs <laughs> as receivers, who the hell stopping Thielen and Stephon Diggs? And then you also yeah. have Kyle Rudolph out there, and who's the other player? They have another good backup tight end. I forgot who they have. That's also like solid. I know he hasn't done much, but he's just out there that can throw out. And then also, like you said, Dalvin Cook. I mean, it's just. Oh my God, it's going to be a nightmare. I mean, I just hope that I don't see Vontaze Burfick have to guard a receiver no, on yeah. man coverage again because he was stuck. He was doing that. And it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> That's how I knew it was just a breakdown day. Old school Raiders miscommunications and nobody knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, so many times, everyone knows it. These first five games, now two of them are down, three more to go. You had to hit the ground rolling. You, you just got to do something at this point to just. <laughs> look like you're making consistent moves and i just wonder if they're gonna be able to do that especially with this next game yeah i mean it, it's gonna be a tough one you know like we said this this is the meat of their schedule this is the start of you know that vaunted five game road trip that we've been talking about since the schedule got released and one of the things that's you know at least factored into my expectations for the reasons for the season one thing i do kind of want to transition to is you know a little bit outside of that are the games that we've gone o- gone over in the last couple days. But uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is now apparently seek- given permission to seek a trade. So what are your thoughts on Minka? I mean, I just saw someone tweet out like an hour ago before I hopped on to record this. Someone saying like, you can't deny that Minka Fitzpatrick wouldn't make a world of a difference in that Raiders defense. Like, what the hell are you talking mm. about? He doesn't play pass rusher. How many <laughs> sacks did they get on Mahomes? Mahomes didn't even... He, he was, like, just a slightly mobile statue. It's not like he was moving back there and, like, div- where was Cleveland Farrell? Where were all these pass rushers at? That's what we need, the pass rush, you know, the crucial thing that makes the secondary so much better. If there was a pass rush, then those corners wouldn't have had to gotten burnt so much. Mika <laughs> Fitzpatrick would not make a world of a difference. He w- he, is, he obviously, he's a talent. He's going to make this defense better. But I do not advocate any team getting him because if you have a second year player who is already crying pushing his way out <laughs> of a bad team what the hell is gonna happen when you're bad so raider fans you think he's gonna if he's <laughs> if he's crying already on the worst team in the league the raiders aren't that much of an upgrade come on you think he's not gonna be crying again 
if not this year, the next, and the next after, you want to pay that? You're going to put so much into that secondary to one player? I mean, I'm over here reading reports from local Dolphins beat writers that supposedly he doesn't even like playing the multiple position role, which is a terrible no. mentality. You can't no. have that when you're talented and you don't want to do it, and you're over here crying about, oh, my team sucks. Let me get out of here, and I'm only a second-year rookie. Like, no, no, no. If you're, like, a six- to eight-year vet, like what the Raiders did last year with most of the vets, which is why they retired suddenly or advocated for the trade or wanted to get cut, then you have a case. You're a second-year player. You're expected to go in there and be like, know what, guys, be the leader. Be be the person that they drafted you to be, and you're going to just throw – you're just going to be disrespectful like that to the team that drafted you so high? I mean, it's just pathetic to me. No, don't bring him on. I understand he's a great talent. I'm the DB. I'm the DB bias guy over here. I <laughs> do not bring him to your football team, any team. The fact that he's doing that is not a good sign. Just letting you know, when shit hits the fan, he's probably going to be the first one that's going to be trying to plow the wall down. Yeah, I mean, for me with Minka, you know, I think the Dolphins' asking price is a first, which I don't think they'll get for him. You know, I it. For with draft picks, I kind of look at it as driving the new car off the lot. The value diminishes as soon as you drive them off, unless there's some sort of marquee player, which Minka was not last year. You know, if it's a guy like Denzel Ward, it's a little bit different story. But Minka was a good player last year, nothing spectacular. And you're right, like the you know the instant thought is, oh well, Minka can be the the fill in for um, for Abram while he's on IR, and then you know you could let Carl walk, and you can get basically a cheaper version of him. But what the Minka's problem is, is that he wants to exclusively play slot corner. And that's what you're paying Marcus Joyner $10 million a year for. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. And then like, and Austin Gale actually pointed this out um, in an article on PFF. And it's that Minka is actually like, is significantly better as a slot corner, which is good for him, but that's not going to fit one of the Raiders needs. And if yeah. you're talking about a first round pick, well, we just saw a pass rush is still a need. We just saw that this team, this defense specifically, is far from one guy away, like you yep. were talking about. And like we've said all along, DB is probably the deepest position on this defense. DB is the deepest position on this defense. You kind of, at this point, got to start investing in other spots. And, you know, as far as, like, especially for a first, I can't do it. Obviously, the Raiders no, don't have a no. second. If it was a third, I'd take it, take the chance, see what happens. But that's not going to happen. Someone's going to at least give him a second. Yeah, man. It's not like they're trying – like I said, they need a – if it was for a pass rush, like a really good pass rush, then sure, because that yeah. does so much for your defense. He could, exactly. The guy could probably could help you on the run, do a run stuff, get those critical plays you needed, and make the secondary's coverage time decrease. Right. Yeah. So it's just – I mean, I'm just watching the 49ers today because obviously they're in my backyard. It's just – not even today and last week they got added so much pieces to that pass rush their secondary is not better than the raiders at all other than richard sherman and yet somehow because they have a pass rush not not somehow it's obvious because they have the pass rush yeah. now the secondary looks like one of the best so it's amazing what pass rush can do so i mean clear and furrow man i need you to step up because i'm i'm like i said i'm gonna hold this guy accountable you were drafted number four you need to freaking act like it not act like you need to be cradled <laughs> so i know yeah. it's only two games and last week, he didn't have a big game to me, despite having that sack. But we need to see more. We need yeah. to see more. Definitely, definitely. We're going to move on, talk about the rest of the teams in the division. Pretty damn surprising. You know, that's the one saving grace is at least the Chargers lost, too. So, and Denver. Know, net, net, net. Yeah, and Denver. Well, but Denver's lost because it was to Chicago. 
almost it hurts more. Wait, so here's the thing. We should ask this in the last pod. Did yeah. we want did we want the Bears to win or lose? I'd say you want the Bears to lose because say you have the their Bears draft pick. Too. Yeah. In exactly. fact, let's yeah. let's let's switch it up to this one because this is gonna be this is something that was highly talked about. Yeah, I even okay. saw James saying like I could give a crap about not just him, just plenty of Raider fans, man. Just I can give a crap about a draft pick. Yeah. I want the I want them to lose. Like, okay, and then once your pick gets taken in front of you because you wanted that win, now who's crying now? Now who's the one that's complaining? Like, no, screw that. You know, we're too we're too prideful right now, man. We're not <laughs> we're not there yet. If we were there yet already as a good team, and I was like, all right, then who cares yeah. about that draft pick? We can turn him into a solid player, I hopefully. But if not, we need to compile these and make sure they're high. We yeah. want a Bears to lose. If it's to the Chiefs, if it's to the Chargers, if it's to the Broncos. I understand, you know. Yeah. It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry. I understand that. All right, I get it. I get the hate. I get the passion. But let's be smart. Let's be smart and white about it. Let's put the emotion out of it. Yeah. When it comes to draft day and your players in front, and because we're one slot away, because you wanted the Bears to win, now where are we at? Because now they're going to be picking what? I don't, I'm not trying to say that one win, you know, is going to be – detrimental at least we can't say that now we'll get back to later at the season yeah. but want them to keep losing you know it starts it's week by week we want them always to lose all right yeah. that way we can justify the mac trade <laughs> that's why that's the way gruden justifies it he thought the bears were gonna suck and they mm-hmm. don't suck they're a fairly good team i mean they could be better if trubisky didn't suck but <laughs> it's just it's just how the it's just how the cards are right now but yeah bears to lose and the broncos i'm I'm a little – I didn't really see too much. I need to look back on it later tonight. But I'm a little shocked that – not in offensive terms, but – actually, no one in offensive terms. What's up with Phillip Lindsay? Where, why aren't they trying to go too, too heavily on him? And that defense, I'm a little shocked. Is I know they did pretty good against the Bears' offense, and Matt Nagy is a smart uh, offensive coordinator. But I'm a little shocked in how they're, like, operating through two weeks of football. Yeah. I mean, as far as, you know, rooting for the Bears or the Broncos, I look at it this way. The Raiders, if the division or something were to come between the Raiders and the Broncos, well, the Raiders have the tiebreaker on them anyway. So if you take care of business the rest of the way out, that shouldn't even matter. If the Broncos uh-huh. beating the Bears shouldn't matter. So it's almost like a, a win-win if the um, Broncos win because you still have the lead over them in the division or anything. Yeah. And obviously the Bears lose and you get the better pick. You know, as far as what's going on with the Broncos and Philip Lindsay, you know, I, th- I think the the problem is they don't have a passing game that anybody respects. And I mean, you know, the Raiders shut the or I, yeah yeah. I mean, they did. They shut the shut Philip Lindsay down. They shut their ground game down. And then yeah. the Bears have like we talked about a better defense than the Raiders. And you can basically just stack the box and say make Joe Flacco beat us, and he won't. It's pretty i mean it's pretty he's proven it time in and time out yeah it's um, not like it looked like it didn't look from a little bit i saw and even read from other people who, who i respect apparently like it, once again joe flacco isn't at fault here it's just like just a bunch of unfortunate stuff so i don't know i didn't watch it but i, I mean feel like if you have to keep making those excuses for a guy like two weeks in a row it's like oh it's not his fault it, well no no yeah, that's yeah. not true you know, because no, obviously yeah, yeah. the in this case, he's going to be yeah. the obvious, you know, throwing under the bus Escape for Broncos yeah. fans. The same way we do that with certain players. Like, oh, let's just throw him under the bus. Like, yeah. even though it's like, that guy didn't even play a bad game. He did all right. What are you talking about? Why are you just mm-hmm. going to the highlighted names? Just because he's known to have somewhat of a bad reputation. So in that case, like, 
it just depends on the player. There needs to be a little yeah. context. So in that case, it's different. But yeah, in the case of the Chargers, though, what the hell? They lose to the Lions? How did that I, happen? I was shocked. I thought that one was one they're gonna have in the bag, but they're. I think it was kind of. I was watching that game along with a couple others, but it kind of looked similar to the Raiders, where it came out hot in the first half, and then second half just could not get start, could not move the ball anymore. Shit, that well, was not. That's not a. That's not sounding good for them in that case, because you know you figure with the Chargers with how much players they've lost and who are injured, they need to get these early wins. Yeah. So that way, like if they start to hit a slump in a month from now, then it's good they'll get their players back. But man, what a tough break for the Chargers. I mean, it's cool to watch because I hate yeah. the Chargers and other teams in the division. But um, man, that's just uh, that's one team that's definitely looking like Swiss cheese with all the holes yeah. they have because of the players that helped build them. So For now sure. it's looking like whenever the Raiders play them in the next uh, in the next month or so, it's gonna look very better at this point. So yeah. in that case, interesting game. Chargers, Chargers aren't Chargers are gonna be a very good matchup. I would hope at least. I mean, we thought this was gonna be a good match tonight with the Chiefs and how that turned out. Yeah, well that's true, but <laughs> I mean, it's not like the Chargers look great in Week One either. So there's hope, some good hope. No, but, always hope, but reality is the key. It's true. Reality right now, Raiders do not look good. <laughs> Going yes. into Washington, Minnesota. So, what do we think? Who who's who's winning next week? Vikings. Vikings are gonna win. Uh, right? yeah. I think I yeah. I'll give it to the Vikings. If Vikings here. are minus five, are you taking that? I I think it'll be a field goal game. I think the Raiders can keep it close. I'll be a homer so and take, take the Raiders. Raiders. What's up? You take the Raiders plus five. Yeah, take I'll take the Raiders, the Raiders plus, plus five. five. Well, give me the points. Give me the points. I think I would take Vikings minus five just because it's a road game for the Raiders, man. Ooh. I just don't. I feel like I feel like the. Vikings would win like 31 to like 21 or something. That's I think I would see it. 10-point game? Okay. Xavier Rhodes, man. If if Rashad, if Rashad Breeland was able to like give Tyrell Williams some fits, true, yeah. Xavier Rhodes is just going to put Williams in a box, and they're just going to dare them. Oh, go ahead. Throw it to Hunter Renfro, who looked very <laughs> bad today. Throw it to your other non-existent receivers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, last tidbit before we end this. What happened to Keelan Doss? Wasn't he supposed to suit up today? Uh, I think he played a little bit today, like in the like a Hail Mary situation, but he suited up, just didn't really play. I mean, I'm not saying he's the answer. I mean, it's no, nice but he's... I think it's just better than Grant than better than Ryan Grant for sure. Yeah. I mean, JJ Nelson, I think, like I said, gadget, but hopefully he comes back, gets healthy, and we just I just want to see some good football. All right, yeah, you know, for sure. No hate here, just calling it what it is. <laughs> Definitely. Well, all right, that's all we got for you guys this week. Jose, where can the good people find you? At jsanch underscore 21. Get at me, people. And you can find me on Twitter at mholder95. Follow the pod if you're not already at sweetfly. And, of course, we got the Gmail set up if you have any topic ideas that you want to hear us talk about at flysweetpod at gmail.com. Give us a five-star review. Comment with your best Raider moment, and we'll read it on the show. All right. Until next week. Hey, loves it.